0: running lift off. we have
1: a lift off. good evening atlanta welcome it's eric erickson here news 95.5 am 750 wsb it is atlanta's evening news i am your host eric erickson the phone number 404 872 0750 1 800 wsb talk and guess what hallelujah by and large, radar is clear, so good. The President of the United States held a press conference today, and the media is outraged, and I'm actually not by what he said. Uh, listen to this statement by the President, which I think, I mean, fat check, true. So will George Washington...
0: <laughs> well, no, George
1: Washington
0: was a slave owner. Was George Washington a slave owner? So will George Washington now lose his status? Are we going to take down excuse me, are we going to take down are we going to take down statues to George Washington? How about Thomas Jefferson? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him?
1: Okay, good. Are we
0: going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now we're we going to take down his statue. So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history, you're changing culture, and you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally, but you had many
1: people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? I mean, the press is outraged by this. They didn't like his statement on Saturday, and neither did I, because he didn't... Name checked the white supremacists. No one would have been in Charlottesville protesting but for the white supremacists. So he came out on Monday and he named the white supremacists, and the press wasn't happy. Why didn't you do it on Saturday? Do you, he doesn't really mean it. I mean that that was one of the accusations. So now he comes out today, after there's been another round of left wing violence, destruction of property and whatnot, and he. Again, says the white supremacists need to be condemned, but the left-wing people need to be condemned, too. And he points out logically, honestly, accurately, are we going to start taking down statues of George Washington? You know, in some places, they have. In some places, they're demanding changes to, to get rid of Thomas Jefferson, to get rid of George Washington, to get rid of other founding fathers who they claim were slave owners. He's actually making a good point. But the press is all, this is, he's already lost 2020. The Republicans have already lost 2018 because of this press conference. I actually think this helps the Republicans. You know, I, I was talking to a, a, my Trump barometer, friend of mine, who loves the president. Actually, I, I shouldn't say he loves the president. He's with the president. He's, he's with him because he was the guy running against Hillary Clinton. He was the guy who won the Republican primary, and he's with the president. And he decided to tell me yesterday that he's angry with the president. Do you know why he's angry with the president? He's angry because the president didn't prosecute Hillary Clinton and said he would. And that what Hillary Clinton did is deserves to be prosecuted. But he says, but I'm okay with everything else. And then he said, in fact, I got to stay with the president. I got to stay with him because otherwise these people are going to be in charge. And there's some truth to that. And I'm hearing that from more and more people who they don't particularly care for the president. In fact, they're more and more put off by the president but they're sticking with him because of the alternative. These social justice warriors, we are in the midst of a cultural re- revolution. We're in the midst of a, an American style French revolution where it's not a far step from tearing down monuments to going after people. And we're already seeing the left come after people. We're already there and, and the media doesn't want to talk about it. We need to talk about it. The problem we've got right now is that the left views themselves as moral crusaders. So when you've got left-wing activists tearing down Confederate statues, as happened last night, and they don't have police permission to do it, they don't have government permission to do it, the left is okay with it. Because, I mean, I pointed out this morning that uh, this is a violation of the rule of law. You want to tear down the Confederate statue? Get Get a permit. Get permission. And they're like, you, you, were you outraged when they tore down the Lenin and Stalin statues with the fall of the Soviet Union? Were, were you outraged by them tearing down Saddam Hussein? when you see the united states of america in 2017 as equivalent to the fall of the berlin wall the collapse of the soviet union or the destruction of saddam hussein's regime you're doing it wrong but that's what the left is doing they are giving moral clout moral clout moral uh, clarity moral qualification moral authority to left-wing activists to do what they're doing, which is just furthering emboldening them. And what you're seeing happen is a response on the right. Remember, Isaac Newton, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So you're seeing the alt-left rise, so now you're seeing the alt-right rise. You're seeing the alt-right rise, so now you're seeing the alt-left rise. And the problem is that the media is on the side of the alt-left. The media doesn't see anything wrong. The media is outraged by the president, pointing out that uh, George Washington statues come down next. What? Are you crazy? And some of them probably thinking, well, why not? He was a slave owner. Back in 2015, I wrote about the Confederate flag. And I noted that I have very few friends in the South, living in the South, who really care about the Confederate flag. It's not something we think about on a daily basis. But what is happening is a bunch of Yankees, and it is Yankees, millennial Yankees from the North, coming to the South, demanding we get rid of the Confederate flag everywhere. And as a result, I'm starting to see them more and more. Now, I would not fly the Confederate flag because, whether raised in the South, what have you, I'm a Christian first. And I think it harms my witness to my black friends and neighbors to fly the Confederate flag. I think it would render me unapproachable by them, and I wouldn't do it. But I'm not someone who looks at it and thinks that everyone who flies is racist in the South— most people who fly it happen to do it because of a, a heritage, and it's not a heritage where they're, they're proud of slavery. It's a heritage where they are proud of, of their ancestors who came before them, many of whom weren't fighting in the Confederacy for slavery, but fighting because they viewed it as their country. Robert E. Lee was one of them. He didn't like the institution of slavery. He freed his slaves, but Robert E. Lee viewed Virginia as his country. The United States was an abstract experiment to him. He was fighting for Virginia, his country. By the way, Robert E. Lee, a role model for many people, and you would never know that given the social justice warriors. Deservedly so a role model. But I wouldn't fly the Confederate flag, but I don't look on people who do and think unrepentant racist. I've got a lot of friends who are in sons of Confederate veterans, not because they want to prop up slavery, not because they want the Confederacy back, but because they are descendants of Confederate soldiers and they tend to their graves and they honor them. And what we've got now is a left that is unwilling to allow any moral leeway on that. There can be no compromise. It is convert or be destroyed, convert or have your statues torn down, convert or be tarred as a racist. And when that happens, people on the other side get their back up against the wall and they're going to stand with Donald Trump. They may not like him, but they're going to stand with him because he's the only thing standing between them and the left that's coming for their heritage, a heritage they're proud of. You got Stacey Abrams right now. Stacey Abrams has no shot at being governor in Georgia, but she's trying to get the social justice warriors on her side. She allowed them to shout down her white opponent, Stacey Evans, at the Nutroots Nation event, and now she say we need to strip Robert E. Lee off the side of Stone Mountain. We need to tear down the Confederate Memorial indicator. She's only doing these things to boost her fundraising. She's playing with fire, and she doesn't care. Democrats do not care. The left do not care. They view themselves as having a moral conviction to do this so did the cultural revolutionaries in China who killed millions of people so did the French revolutionaries who killed hundreds of thousands of people they all started tearing down statues and when the statues were all torn down they had nowhere left to go except to turn on the people who had stood up to them and label those people as enemies labeling those people as as enemies of the world labeling those people as worth dying because they're evil this does not stop without violence unless good people stand up and say, Let the past be the past. It's time to move on. Stand down. And no one right now seems willing to do that loudly enough. Everybody's playing to their side. Everybody's got to be an occult of personality. You can count me out. It is 26 after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson here on Atlanta's Evening News. The phone number, 404-872-0750, one wsb Don't forget, if you text WSB to 444-999, you can sign up for the daily email. A lot of the stuff that I'm talking about today, I've got links that I send out, stuff I've written at com, where you can go every day to com and find this stuff as well. Um, let's go to the phones, though. Mike and Conyers, you are up first. Welcome.
0: Thank you, Eric, for taking my call. Sure. I, I just had a quick question. I, I keep hearing everybody talking about um,
1: the monuments being taken, you know, one monuments taken down and everything, and I'm just curious if you've ever read the Communist Manifesto, if, if I'm remembering correctly, I think the 45 goals of the Communist Party, one of them was to remove historical monuments and replace it with, uh, um, like, shapeless, meaningless art. That's you know, I've I read. cannot remember specifically. You're on to something there, though. And, you know, this was part of communism, the, the basically rewriting history. Uh, It's what the the cultural revolution want to do. And that's what's happening here as well. They're rewriting history, showing a lack of respect for history, uh, determining that history is evil. You know, one of the things that really sets the left apart from the right ideologically, progressivism, liberalism from conservatism, is that they have no sense of history. They don't believe they need a sense of history. They believe in ever advancing ever into the future, so they never pay attention to the past. Uh, Jonah Goldberg's book, Liberal Fascism, spends a great deal of time on this, the lack of historical perspective on the left, and he's right on that. Uh, The rest of what they're doing, it's even happening here in Georgia, though. You've got activists ginning up for a fight here. I'll fill you in on the details on that when we come back. It's Eric Erickson. It is 39 after the hour. The phone number here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. A, a, a quick confession. If I sound a little, I don't know. I, I don't even know how you say it. If I sound a little impeded, I guess, when I speak, I had to get braces. I know. I am a 42-year-old married father of two, and I had to get Braces. I had a quack for a dentist when I was a kid, and he pulled teeth he shouldn't have pulled. And when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, it just has started a slow cascading effect of causing my teeth to fold under themselves. And so I had to go get braces. It sucks. Yeah. But luckily... The orthodontist is a fan. He listens on the radio, so he won't do anything that will cause me to really completely screw up the ability to talk beyond my Swedish nature already allowing the stuttering and whatnot. So there you go. I mean, there is some upside here. But still, I feel like I'm going through puberty again. Oh, good grief. Okay, we got to go to the phones. Uh, Brian has been waiting patiently in Athens. Brian, welcome.
0: Hey, Eric. I just uh, wanted to tell you about Carl Jung, His quote. What, resist, what you resist persists, and I don't uh, think that could probably be related to the resistance movement here against Trump. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I. you know, it seems to me, and, and this is kind of what I wrote in 2015 uh, when I was writing about the Confederate flag, that with the social justice wars going after the Confederate flag in 2015, I said, you've you got to buy stock in companies that produce the Confederate flag because we're going to see a run on Confederate flags. Uh, people are going to start buying them and flying them. Uh, you're going to see people who yesterday did not care one bit about a Confederate statue that had never given a thought to a Confederate statue suddenly think that this is the hill to die on because they see a bunch of millennial social justice warriors demanding that they all be torn down. Yeah. Um, you, you resist it, you're going to cause it to persist. I, I Listen, I think that this helps. The Republicans next year and I think it helps Donald Trump in 2020 and a lot of the people who are saying otherwise a lot of the people who are mad at me for saying that are people who were convinced that Donald Trump could never win that Hillary Clinton had it in the bag and that the only way she lost was the Russians stole the election. They don't understand what's going on. There are a lot of people who they're not going to pop their head up because they know what will happen if they do. And it is very clear to me that they are standing by their man because he's the only one willing to stand with them. And what makes it what makes it even harder for them to let go of him is that you have reporters, you have have journalists, you have uh, prominent people accusing them of bigotry and racism when they don't see themselves as bigots or racists. They're just proud of their heritage. That's it. And when you can't distinguish that, you're just going to have them double down with Trump. I think he's lost all of the people he can lose. I I don't see, I mean, he, he is so unpopular in this country and he's still got more than a third of the people supporting him. And the reality is that those national polls are skewed towards California, Chicago, and New York. I mean, in the districts that he won, he's still quite popular, and, and he won those districts last time, and the left is doing nothing to try to persuade those people. They're trying to scare those people and silence those people. Those people will not be silent. They won't. Back to the phones. Gene uh, in Atlanta, you are next. Jean, welcome.
2: Thank you. Eric, I just want to say that I think the president's reaction today at the conference was very appropriate. And I also want to say as an African-American woman and a citizen, I think that the, the left is using any uh, thing about discrimination, civil rights as a front for really fascism and, and to promote violence. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're more offended than I am as, a, as, a, as an African-American. I mean in, in the sense that you condone violence to prove a point, any point, and I think that's wrong. They don't want to look up to Dr. Martin Luther King for an example because he, uh, he uh, portrays how Jesus would, you know, uh, conduct marches and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's very hypocritical, and a lot of the rhinos, the Republicans, they lack courage. And those people who are quitting because they're offended by Trump, it's all hypocrisy. One thing about the neo-Nazis, if they hate me or Jews, they're more honest about it.
1: You know, you've got a good point there, Gene, on, on that last bit, because a lot of these people on the left, they really don't care about um, blacks in the country. They don't care about the poor. Uh, they're doing this to make themselves feel like they're part of a cause. and
2: Absolutely. They
1: will they will be violent if it makes them feel even more a part of the cause.
2: Absolutely. I don't want them to represent me, civil rights discrimination, not at all.
1: Yeah. Uh, listen, hey, you know what? You are a, a an African-American lady here in Atlanta, uh, and Stacey Abrams is running as the first African-American gubernatorial candidate in Georgia, and she's running on tearing down the Confederate monuments and wiping Robert E. Lee off the Alpha Stone Mountain. What's your opinion of this?
2: You know what? I think that's hypocritical, too. I, I it, it's, all, it's all to promote their agenda, and I think it's fascism. Uh, You know what? That's not going to solve any problems. If I don't want to look at a monument, I just don't go. I really don't even think about it, to be honest with you.
1: Yep. Uh, I think
2: it's nonsense.
1: I I, I think you're right. It is a distraction. She doesn't have a real agenda. She knows she can't get elected, but she knows she can fundraise off a bunch of millennial whites from up north.
2: Right. And she's trying to push buttons.
1: Yep. All about the money. Jean, thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Absolutely. There you go. Our, our focus group of one, Gene. And, you know, it, it is about the money. For a lot of these groups, it is. They don't like to talk about it. They like to accuse the other side of being about the money, but they're about the money, too. And it's also about the cause. We need to spend some time talking about the cause. In addition, you know, it, it it plays well with my book. There is a theme of this in the book that, that Twitter isn't going to walk your dog or water your flowers. Your real community will. When these people, they don't have real community anymore. They don't know what their next door neighbors. They don't care about their next door neighbor. They don't care about the guy down the street. They don't care about the homeless man. They care about the cause, whatever the cause may be. And they have turned it into a way to substitute religion in their lives because they don't believe in religion anymore, but everybody needs religion in their life in some way. And uh, they've just replaced God with the cause, whatever the cause may be. And in this case, it's tearing down statues of people they probably don't even know of. 55 after the hour, Eric Erickson here, News 95.5, AM 750, WSB, Radar, thankfully not bad. Uh, let's go back to the phones, 404 872 750 wsb talk Joe and Austell, you're next, welcome.
3: Hey, Eric, how are you? Good, nice how to are you? my call. I'm doing pretty good. I just wanted to echo what Jean said, and she is not alone. She's not a party of one. Lots of us feel that way. I, too, am an African-American female. I'm a veteran, a single mom, all, of the, all the checkbox. She's not alone in that area. We all feel that way. Not all, but a lot of us do feel that way, and I just wanted to say that to her.
1: Well, you know, I appreciate you calling in and echoing Gene because I get that sense as well from from friends and people in my community that uh, nobody really knows who these people are who are coming in from out of state trying to tear down everything and stir up trouble and rewrite history. I, I mean, my friends in, in my generation, 40 and, and younger, nobody spends their time dwelling on these monuments. So I mean, we just drive past them. They're there collecting dust and pigeon droppings and suddenly they've all got to be torn down.
3: Well, you have professional protesters. You have them being trained on how to invoke violence. They come out standing there for peace, but they go to training to provoke violence. And it's, it's just them. I, I was talking to a friend of mine today, and I said, I'm not a snowflake. I might be a charcoal flake. I don't know the term, <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I, I don't believe in all of that, that what the media say and, and that all black people hate Trump or Hispanics or whatever that's not true, and you, you stated this earlier, while everybody is, is hating him, the ones that don't like him, they're not going to like him.
1: Yeah. Well, and you like know, him, Joe, up for him. it turns out that, that Donald Trump did better with Hispanic voters and black voters than Mitt Romney did. Exactly. Yep. Thank you very much for your phone call. Listen, folks, when we come back... I would love to shift gears and talk about other stuff, but this is such a big news story today, and I want to try to explain part of this aspect of what's happening to you. Where are these people coming from, and why are they doing it? Um, There's a real, there's an interesting answer here, and it goes back to organizing for action from Barack Obama's campaign. True story, I'll tell you about it when we come back.
2: Running. Lift off.
1: We have a lift off. Good evening, it's Eric Erickson here with Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. It is, well, almost 10 after the hour. We should do another quick check of radar around here. I do believe the Atlanta area is, well, clear. You got rain south of Locust Grove, but the rest of it, uh, clear until you get north of Canton. Uh, I can't wait. I am headed to the North Georgia Mountains, north of Blue Ridge, this weekend to see the eclipse i cannot wait we are we are in the countdown to the eclipse we are six days away i can't wait uh solar eclipse you know when you get to the very north georgia line you get into tennessee north carolina you get the hundred percent zone in atlanta you're only going get like like 95 to 97 percent of the eclipse which means you won't be able to see um the complete eclipse and all of its effects so we're headed uh, way north to make sure we can see the whole thing. You get up to Nashville, where we were planning on going, it's uh, almost three minutes of total solar eclipse. Uh, north Georgia is only going to be about 35 to 40 seconds, uh, just because of the way the angle of the sun and moon are. Now, What's going on out there today? The president's press conference, the anger, Marco Rubio just tweeting, and I think he's right, that if you give the white supremacists only 50% of the blame, they're going to accept that as as being given a pass. Uh, No one would be in Charlottesville protesting but for the white supremacists, and I think you need to concede that point because it's true. I personally, though, don't have a problem with the president calling out the other side. I think he needed to name the white supremacists on Saturday, though. He needed to name them. No one would have... This wouldn't happened but for them. Now, that being said, though, why is all of this happening? You know, I kind of went into this the other day uh, on Friday with uh, presenting to you the idea that a lot of this is... People trying to find moral certainty at a time when everything seems uncertain. When Western civilizational truths seem uncertain, people fill the vacuum where God was. God is no longer there for a lot of these people, and they fill the vacuum, and they they want to be the grand says who. But there is additionally something else here, and Barack Obama put his finger on it in 2008 and did a very good job with it. You see, his campaign recognized, and part of the reason they got organizing for action and then organizing for America off the ground was because there are a lot of people who want to be a part of a cause that is greater than themselves, but they no longer go to church. They they no longer carry the cross, but they still want to carry a cause on their shoulders. They no longer have the cross, but they want a cause. And so what his campaign did in 2008 is they recognized if they gave people a missional zeal for a cause, they would be like Christian missionaries. They would be committed to a cause come what may. And so Barack Obama intentionally would give these speeches with very soaring rhetoric to make people feel like they were at a religious rally at a revival. And it would draw them in and give them a sense of purpose, a sense of purpose connected to a political cause, no longer connected to a cross and a church for people who weren't churched anymore. And it worked. It really did. People committed to him in a cult of personality. And I don't mean that as a pejorative. It really was about Barack Obama. It was not about the Democratic Party. They did not turn out for the Democratic Party. They did not turn out for Hillary Clinton. They turned out for Barack Obama because of what he did. And now we're seeing this in other ways. So what's happening now, particularly on the left, but it's not just the left, it's these white nationalists as well. They don't have a father at home. They don't have a father figure, many of them. And they're looking for a sense of belonging, and they don't have a church. This is, in part, a failure of church in America. You know, as the liberal churches have, have collapsed in America, they collapsed because they turned from the cross to the cause. They turned to the here and the now and not the eternal. They didn't give people a sense of, of soul worth. They were so busy feeding the body, they forgot to feed the soul. And that's one reason that liberal churches in America collapsed. Uh, and But it, it, there was a tenet of that, and it is the, the social action, the social cause, uh, that can be tied into the cross and get people motivated. And, and the liberal churches failed at it because, ultimately, they were peddling a religion they didn't believe in. That is why you have Christian denominations like the Presbyterian uh, Church USA and and. Other religions like the Episcopalians in this country starting to collapse under their own weight. They don't believe in the religions they peddle. And yes, I don't consider Episcopalians Christians anymore. Uh, The PCUSA is headed out the door as well. Um, But they don't believe their religion. They don't really believe Christ died. Uh, they think it's metaphor. They don't really believe he rose again from the dead. They think it's metaphor. They don't really believe in the idea of original sin. That uh, they've been, embraced a bunch of heresies. And as a result, people aren't going there anymore because why go where you don't? The the people in the pulpit don't believe. There was an amazing survey a while back that eighty percent, eighty percent of people going to liberal churches believe in miracles, and less than forty percent of the pastors in the pulpit do at liberal churches. So people don't go anymore. Well where do they go? Well they go to places that have picked up the cross in different forms where they actually believe their religion. And the religion of the day of the Zeitgeist is a social justice warrior religion. Where you may not have an eternity, they may not believe in eternity but they believe you have to leave the here and now better than when you found it and that is their cause and karma is wrapped up into this and and the future generations are wrapped up into this and they've woven a religion out of the absence of religion and they have a belief and they have a zeal and people have gotten involved with it and it's on the left and it's on the right it is with the social justice warriors the antifas the black Lives matters on the left it is with the nationalists the alt-right guys on the right None of whom are church. They're both two sides of one coin. They are seeking to fill a void. And what they're doing is they're building communities of interest. None of these people know their next door neighbor. They don't really care about the individual next door. They drive past the homeless man sitting on the side of the road down the street. And they view themselves as focused on a greater good on a greater cause, on a greater mission, and it is whatever their cause can be. It is tearing down monuments. It is uh, engaging in right-think, purging wrong thing, purging the sins of the past as they define it. With the white nationalists, it is propping up a cultural heritage that they believe is based on the white community and the strength of the white community. And the white community is under attack. And so they've got to stand strong. And they believe the white community is under attack because they are the reaction to the action of the social justice warriors who believe that the white male has been oppressive and has to be shut down. And we've got to revise history. You would not have the rise of the white supremacists in this country in the 21st century if you did not see it first preceded by the social justice warriors. But you would not have the social justice warrior rise if they were not preceded by the Klan and the KKK and the Jim Crow laws of the 60s. This is all a circle and it reverberates and it goes back and forth. It ping-pongs. Action and reaction. And occasionally a third force interacts on those two forces and shuts them down and that is the common sense of the american people which right now is on the sidelines as these two battle it out but as they battle it out and as they grow and as they take on religious fervor they become more dangerous to quote lord varies from game of thrones this ends with fire and blood there will be violence in the streets and there will be violence in the streets because once all the confederate statues are gone the cause is not one Because once all the Confederate statues are gone, then they have to purge the people who stood in the way of taking down the Confederate statues, because those people will be labeled evil. And once those people are gone, then they'll turn on themselves, and those who urged restraint will be evil, and they will have to be gone but it won't be so easy as it is in other places because they'll have the the white supremacists battling back, pushing back, and you'll have more and more conservatives who loathe the white supremacists keeping quiet, who will no longer stand up and, and shout against the white supremacists because they're going to be labeled bigots anyway by the social justice warriors, so why bother? They'll start rooting for injuries, not for the right, not for the right cause that's what's happening in this country. It is a breakdown in community. People have forgotten their next door neighbor. They've forgotten the poor man down the street. They've forgotten their church and they found the cause. And the cause is greater than themselves. And the cause is is greater than having to worry about their next door neighbor. And the cause can be organized online in right thinking communities where everyone agrees the same thing. And anyone who disagrees is shut out of the community and labeled the enemy. And until we get back to our local community and our local civic institutions and our local churches and our local next door neighbors and breaking bread with each other in the real world it's only going to get worse and yeah it is going to get worse 27 after the hour eric erickson here 404 750 1800 wsb talk them's the numbers you can call in if you like You have my permission to do so. You do. All righty. You know, we don't have enough time here to actually do justice to a phone call. When we come back, I'll take some phone calls. We do have other news of the day. We have more news on North Korea. The North Koreans are caving. And, you know, you got to give President Trump credit here. A lot of people are saying, well, North Korea is caving because the president stood firm. And Yeah, the president did not pay them off. The North Korea really wanted a shakedown. That's what they wanted. They wanted money from us and the president, as far as we know, did not pay them. But it seems to me that there is not enough outrage at the fact that the North Koreans have a nuclear weapon when the last three administrations in a row promised us the North Koreans would not get a nuclear weapon and they still let it happen. And now President Trump is having to clean up their mess. It is 40 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. 404 WSB Talk. Those are the phone numbers. Let's go back to the phones. Jasper in Dallas, you're next.
0: Good evening, sir. How are you doing?
1: Good. How about yourself?
0: I am doing well. I hope you can bear with me here. Sure. Uh, I want to first agree with the previous uh, callers. Um, not all black Americans are against Trump or America. I myself am a married black college graduate, still in my 20s. And I want to tell everybody out there listening that I personally reject this idea of race-baiting that's happening in America, and especially in the South. And I fully support Trump's response to what happened Saturday and his press conference today. I just want to ask you and beg everyone listening to ask yourself, how can we pretend, objectively speaking, how can we pretend that one group of people marching for what they believe, causing no violence on their own, started the violence when someone else showed up with sticks, screaming, punching, and fighting. I, I personally can't understand that. How can we say that the white supremacists are not to blame for other people's actions? And then lastly, I want to ask you if you feel that this violence that I think is coming from the left is somehow purposely trying to push our nation into some sort of civil war
1: you know i do think that they are trying to push us um if not directly indirectly i do think that the left hopes that people will strike back Uh, because I do think the left understands that the media is on their side and the media will not be fair in the coverage. I mean, for example, uh, we had a mass assassination attempt of members of Congress, and what happened in Charlottesville has gotten more play than that. And when that happened, there was a whole lot of coverage of the rhetoric of both sides, and that's not happening now. And look at the press trying to shut the president down today pointing out that, in fact, there were others. Now, I do agree with Marco Rubio that uh, if you don't pin the blame on the white supremacists for what happened over the weekend, and, by the way, the, the state police and the local police in Virginia uh, say that, yes, both sides got out of hand, and, yes, there were people from both sides coming for violence, but that the first punch thrown, best they can tell, came from the white supremacists. And that's what triggered the rest of the cascading violence. And I think... Marco Rubio is right in his thinking that if you uh, call both sides out, you minimize the fact that it was a neo Nazi who drove his car into the crowd to kill a young lady. There is a time to say both sides do it. I don't think, as far as the president goes, I don't think that Saturday was the day to do it. Today is the day to do it. Today is the day, I think, to say, you know what, and he did, even today, say the white supremacists were out of control, they were bad, they were shameful, but let's not forget there was another side there also throwing punches and causing damage and sending people to the hospital. No, they may not have sent anyone to the grave. That was the white supremacists. But there have been a lot more left-wing protests in this country that have become violent than there have been right-wing protests. And that's just a stated fact. That is just a stated fact fact i I mean i i am never really a fan of saying saying both sides do it when one side stirred the pot on the day of the pot stirring but what the left is really trying to do at this point i think is to try to get people from not casting any aspersions on the left because they don't like to have this conversation when there is a violent left-wing protest look at look at the 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 um berkeley protests I mean, you got somebody in the New York Times coming out saying, well, conservatives clearly don't support the right of of the First Amendment if they're upset with these left-wing protesters because they were just exercising their First Amendment right. It's Orwellian. It is a game that they're playing, and uh, they need to be shut down on it. Back to the phones, Tracy in Canton. Welcome to the program.
4: Thank you, sir. Uh, Much appreciated for you taking my call. So you already answered uh, part of my question. But one of the things that I wanted to get um, some thoughts from you on is, you know, President Trump is very passionate about the veterans of our country, as, of course, as we all are. And that day was very, I think, personal and special for him to be able to, you know, sign the VA bill about allowing these veterans to have their choice doctors. And of course, no one's mentioned a word of it since. And I'm just curious of um, your thoughts, if that played a role in, um, in his comments regarding what was going on in Charlottesville because I think he really just he really wanted and was really proud of that VA bill and uh, wanted to know your thoughts on that
1: you know I, I think what it was is he got some bad advice and part of it was the situation in Charlottesville was a little bit fluid I think there were people around the president who wanted him to be a little more cautious than he should have been And there were some people who recognized that the alt-right folks view themselves strongly as the president's base. And they themselves, Steve Bannon and others, view the alt-right as part of the president's base and they didn't want to go to war with their base. Uh, Had the president come out forcefully on Saturday, these last several days of media attention would not have existed. I think that's true. I think that is fair. I think that is accurate. The entire media story would have been different had the president come out on Saturday during his press conference, which happened before the young lady was killed, and called out the white supremacists. You could see it coming. It was a trap being set, and the president walked into the trap. That's the problem with it. It wasn't a smart thing for him or his advisors to do, and I don't blame the president. I blame his advisors. He needs better ones. (laughs) So, have you guys heard about Iceland, what's happening there? You should be horrified by it, but you're reading the press accounts of it, they're treating it as if it's a good thing. Uh, they are a country that has all but eliminated Down syndrome. No, they, they haven't found a cure. They're just killing all the kids in the country with Down syndrome. Aborting them. You know, the problem is that... The original tests done in pregnancy to determine whether or not uh, a child has Down syndrome is not accurate. Um, In later tests in pregnancy, you get about an 80-83% accuracy rate. Um, But at the earliest possible time to test, it's uh, not quite over 60%. And so there actually is a, a fairly substantial chance that the children being killed don't have down syndrome but they're treating this as a good thing and you're not far removed from well wanting to eliminate other children with other issues it really is horrific um the, the the way the media is celebrating this and if you've ever had the chance to encounter someone with down syndrome you would realize that we are depriving humanity of some very tender souls and so doing and they just they think it's progress man I hate the eugenics left I really do it's just disgusting